0: Welcome to Practicing Courage, a space where we're dedicated to exploring what it means to live well, and engaging in practices that support finding the courage to do so. First off, I want to say that whether we've met before, we've known each other for some time, or whether this is our very first interaction, welcome. I'm Joshua Steinfeld, and I'm really glad and grateful that you're here. Thank you for being a part of the Practicing Courage community. I like to think of this space as a community for a couple of reasons. The first is you, myself, and many others are all sharing a common intention of engaging with practices that support the exploration of the deep and personal questions What does it mean to live well? And how can I find the courage to do so? Second, because at any point in time, but particularly on Tuesdays, there's a likelihood that you won't be practicing alone, but together with others in various parts of the world. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, knowing that I'm connected in this way Provide some sense of community. And without you being here, that wouldn't be possible. So again, thank you. Now, before we dive into today's practice, I'd like to give a few quick details and invitations that feel important as we get started on this journey. First, to support your own exploration, my commitment is to share a recording of a micro practice with you each week. Now there are two ways that you can access these practices. You'll be able to find them all at practicingcourage.com forward slash community. This is a free space that we've created where we're gonna house all of the practices over time so that it's easy to come back to them again and again. Now, if you choose to access them in this way, you'll also have the option of receiving a text or an email depending on your region once a week with a short message that includes a link to that particular week's practice. The second way that you can find these practices is on the Courageous Life podcast feed. We'll also upload them there just in case that's your preferred way of receiving this content. Now, my hope in making the practices available in these ways is simply that it makes it easier for you and that you can choose to access them in whatever way is most preferable the second note i want to share is that these practices will vary widely in terms of their content i'll be pulling them from my own experiences of exploring these questions over my career including conversations with world-renowned thought leaders on the courageous life studying and teaching positive psychology and mindfulness and my work as a coach third as we begin together I would encourage you to practice in ways that are most supportive for you and your learning. Remember, you are in the driver's seat when it comes to your practice. If you find at any time a practice is overwhelming or not supportive, you can skip it or stop it entirely. My hope is that in offering a wide variety of practices, that you'll experiment with them, test out and see how they work for you, keep whatever's useful and leave behind whatever isn't. And finally, as mentioned before, the practice of living well and finding the courage to do so is a deep and personal one. I certainly don't have answers, merely some observations of what's worked well from my own experiences. None of these practices are meant to be answers in any traditional sense nor are they a panacea. They might be better looked at as tools to experiment with, trying them out for yourself, seeing whether or not they're effective for you and in what circumstances they might be effective, making any adjustments or modifications that you see fit and adding whatever ones you find worthwhile to your tool belt to carry with you as you move forward. All right, I think that's about it for an intro. Ready to begin? I'd like to kick off our first practice with a quote. Between stimulus and response, there's a space. In that space lies our ability to choose our response. In that choice lies our growth and our freedom. I remember first coming across this quote in my early 20s, right after graduating from college. Often attributed to Viktor Frankl, who in case you're not familiar, Is a Holocaust survivor, a clinician, and author of the incredible book, Man's Search for Meaning. I found the idea of this space between stimulus and response, a space that when found leads to more opportunities for choice, to be deeply inspiring. And I sort of became obsessed, or maybe I'll just say passionately curious with finding really practical ways to access that space. Now, when it comes to courage, there's a strong link to the idea of this space, which is worth highlighting. To do so, here's a quick look at some of the science of courage. According to researchers who study courage, there are four common components across different types of courageous action. First, courage is a choice. If we're coerced or forced to do something, it's not courage. Again, this maps pretty nicely to the idea of finding more space as it creates more opportunity for choice. Second, there's a risk or a threat. Without risk, there's no courage. Third, there's often an emotional response to the risk or threat that's present. Oftentimes, this is fear but not always. And last but not least, the fourth component, there needs to be a worthwhile goal, a reason for being courageous. Stepping back for a second, this makes a lot of sense. To test this out, you might think about your own experience here. How do you feel in moments where you're actually being courageous? In my experience, it often doesn't feel that great. In fact, sometimes it can feel pretty awful. Fear or anxiety or doubt may be strong. And this can be quite unpleasant, which underscores the need, again, for a reason to choose courage. To drill down on this last point, I'd love to bring in another voice here. Past guest on the Courageous Life podcast, Dr. Amy Edmondson. Now, if you're not familiar with her work, Amy Edmondson is arguably the leading scholar on psychological safety. She's a professor at Harvard Business School and author of The Fearless Organization. Here's what she had to say during our conversation. I think it comes down to purpose. Why should I be courageous? I mean, why bother, right? Because it matters matters. You know, there's something in the world and in the short time that each of us is in the world that we can do. And I think we, at a very deep level, want to do that. But in the day to day and the busyness and the frustration, we're often quite out of touch with that sense of purpose. And so I think it's, you know, I think the most, um, the most critical thing is just to keep asking ourselves and others to sort of connect with what do we really care about? What's the difference we want to create in the world? How did Amy's words land with you? For me, her point about losing sight of purpose or the why behind acting courageously in the midst of the busy reality of our day-to-day lives really resonated, probably because it's so relatable. From personal experience, this is also part of the reason why I find courage and living well to really be a practice. I don't know about you, but for me, the reality is that sometimes I find it difficult to find the space that we've been talking about, or sometimes I simply lose sight of intention particularly in those busy moments that Amy had alluded to. Now, when this happens, I can be more likely to come from a place of reactivity and miss out on the opportunity to respond. And so I continue to practice. I continue to come back to my why and ultimately through this act of practicing, create more opportunities for choice, moment by moment throughout the day or the week ahead. So as you move forward today or in your week, here's a simple three-step practice for finding more space and for creating more opportunities to ground in your why for being courageous. The first step, pause. Simply pause or stop whatever it is you may be doing even if it's just for a moment. This pause literally creates a bit more space. The second step, take a deep diaphragmatic breath. You might try breathing in through your nose for three or four seconds, and then exhaling, or six to eight seconds, depending on what works for you. A quick tip to slow the breath down this much is on the exhale, imagine that you're breathing out through your mouth through a straw, really slowing things down. This type of deep breathing can engage the parasympathetic nervous system and may actually give you more access to the parts of the brain associated with choice, critical thinking, problem solving, etc. And the third step, bring your why to the forefront of your mind. Take a moment to pay full attention to it. You might be about to enter into a meeting at work, a presentation, an important conversation with someone that you care about, Or some other moment that matters to you? What is your intention? How would you like to show up in this moment? Who is it that you want to be now? All right, let's try it one more time. Pause. Take a deep breath. Inhaling for a count of three or four seconds allowing your belly to expand on the inhale. And as you exhale, imagine you're breathing out through a straw, really slowing your breath down for a count of six to eight seconds. And now take a moment to ground in your intention. What is your why? What is it that you care about here? And when you're ready, you can come back and proceed into whatever may be next in your day. This simple practice, which as you can see, doesn't have to take long at all, is intended to help create more space to choose and for remembering and grounding in what you care about most. Thank you for your practice today. I look forward to continuing together next Tuesday. And keep in mind that courage is contagious. So if you know someone who may benefit from this practice or this community, please do share. Till next time, take care.